You're listening to Can I Help You with the love master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Hello, it's Dr. Craig Shoemaker with Can I Help You. That sounded like an like a, a, a official doctor. Uh, I am here with my guest today. We're just talking about um, off the air, something you can help me with if you're listening and you're into the digital world. If you're good with technology, you're probably listening and one voice will be in one ear and the other voice will be in the other. Um, we would like to correct that. So if you would like to help with that and maybe help produce the podcast, we could use you. Our guest today, I would think because he's young, you just assume that all young people know about technology. Well, this guy doesn't. And uh, so I said, how about fixing? He goes, no, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. I didn't say no. I said, I don't know how. Okay, no, I don't know how is the same thing. And I've asked him many times through the years, and I'm thinking that I might even be better technologically than he is, which is shocking to me. Fake news. I don't think it's fake news. Anyway, our guest is Justin Shoemaker. If that name sounds familiar, it's the same as mine. And it's because he's my son, oldest son, back from college. And he's joining us today on Can I Help You? This is a guy that I would love to help, but uh, a lot of resistance <laughs> on, on me helping. Is that true? Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Like just this I morning. Think that's every, that's, I think that's every father and son in certain areas. But uh, Do you think so? I do. Maybe the people that you surround yourself with. Oh, it's a lot of people. I got a lot of friends. I know a lot of people. All right. If you are... Uh, a father, a mother, a daughter, or a son. I think we're all sons and daughters, but I'd like to hear your opinion on that. Write, write to Craig at CraigShoemaker.com. Give me feedback anyway. And so if you know anything about technology, you might want to help us here with producing the podcast. There's not much to the producing. It's basically have a machine, but the machine somehow does not play us in stereo, so maybe you have a suggestion with that. And and let me know. Let's take a vote on this. Justin will tell you I'm a big bet guy. I'll make you a bet that it's it's not as many as you say it is with the resistance from parent to child. It's a lot. As from you parent s- to child or from child to parent? What, what do you mean? Okay, well, both. No, no, yeah, child to parent. Yeah. The resistance that takes place when you... Like just this morning, we, you woke up and I walked in your room and already, by the way, Justin's back and, oh, that door gets bolted. If there was a bolt on there, there it would be on. So it gets shut. So then I dare to go in there and there's a pile of clothes. Looks very familiar. It was me when I was that age. I was 20 years old. I said, hey, Justin, um, so let's go over a list of what you want to do today. And I could see in the eyes... I can always tell in the eyes if you're available, which you were the other day when we were talking, and when you're not available to whatever I'm saying to you. There's an immediate, do you feel it? Yeah. Even now? I guess so. You a little worried about what we're going to talk about? No. You're not at all? Not at all. Completely free. Opinion free on whatever I would say. Like I just said the word resist, and did you resist that resist word? (laughs) little bit yeah i mean i don't i don't know how you're not seeing this how i'd say it's pretty normal for a lot of kids my age and teenagers to you know kind of be rebellious i mean you've heard the term rebellious teen countless times yeah i've been there look at classic american films some of the best movies are you know kids resisting their parents it's what makes comedy Mm -hmm. so great in american film um and yeah, if I that, know the if films that only, you watch. If, you watch like that only uh, Generation X. Is that what it was called? X something? Yeah, I watched that in 2012. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, what was Project that called? Project X. X. Yeah, that's Classic. what I'm. That's what I'm frightened of. Shaped my life. <laughs> oh, great. Shaped my life. How many Project Xs have you had at our house that I didn't know about? I know about the one when I was in Chicago. That's for sure. Uh, just one more. You want to describe that one? Oh, really? There was another party. There was one. I missed it. In my house. Of course, you missed it. Oh my! Where was I? Everyone was gone. Oh, this is so far. It was so long ago. It was after you had the big one that you were nailed on. 
the the thing is, is like none of them were really big. Okay. Maybe, but no, but more than okay. more than four is big. More than four? Yeah. Yeah, that's happened two times maybe. <laughs> it did it happen after the big one when I was yes. in Chicago? It yes. Did, you dared to do it again? It was four. It was like literally five people. Okay. Yeah. But it was a party. And no, where was I? I don't call that a party. A party's like hundreds of kids. Look, it's so, it's so late in the game now. You can confess everything. I know. All right. So if I had a deep dark secret, I would tell you right oh, now. Oh, you would not. I absolutely would. All right. Tell me. Tell me when that took place. Where was I? Where was I Mika? Twenty fourteen. Had to be my sophomore year of high school. All right. So uh, first of all, your freshman year of high school. Just so it was we're at, straight on that. We, you had um, eighth grade. No, you were going in the ninth. I that, just that, graduated eighth grade. Yeah, exactly. Like the and you before. thought you'd be big shot and have the tenth graders and the varsity football team. Oh, great! Oh, now it's so the varsity was, football team. Well, Back then it was the JV team. Now we're getting the well. Answers. It was, it was both. Okay. Regardless, they there were, were all, that many people there. Varsity and JV. I thought it was four people. It was literally, <laughs> at most, eleven people at your house. Eleven people at my house. Oh my, oh my god. god! There's where my booze went. There's oh. where. No, what are you? I always about? get gifts of booze. I don't drink it, but I no but I have it there. Booze. Somebody took it, Justin. And you know it had to be someone I your age. Tell you the exact alcohol. Okay, here's a good one. Here's a good one. What? You might laugh or you might be mad at this. There was still, okay, so that night there was one kid who brought like a fifth of Smirnoff vodka over. And this is eighth grade, is going eighth into grade. ninth. Yeah. All right, great. Obviously way older. Uh, oh, he's. And, what do you mean, obviously beer. he's way older? Yeah, I couldn't get my hands on that. I didn't even know what it was at the time. You can get your hands on anything at any age, Justin. Mm. Well, right, you say so. way older. Not what is he, 15? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, eighth grade to high school is a big gap. It I really know, and is. you wanted to bridge because the gap by having being cool and yeah, hosting I, I a party. Yeah, I wanted to go in the summer workouts and football like the man, and I was. And I get it the call. for me. I get the call in Chicago that uh, I found out that your mom, my ex-wife, was she helped clean up for you. <laughs> uh, I'm not fin- hold, hold up. All right, so, so go ahead. There is, speaking of cleaning up, still to this day, on our roof, is the Smirnoff bottle. It is still on our roof. You gotta be kidding. It is still there. I kid you not. How did it how does it make it through the winds? The Santa Ana winds. I'll I'll show you when we're home. It's hidden. It's on the roof for memories. For memories. It's been six years. Yeah, when you longer. Wait. You were going in you were thirteen years old. That's six years. And you're twenty now. Twenty Wow. Yeah. Not a math major. No, but grade-wise, I was held back. You held me back. Did you forget that? So I was ahead. Oh, will you stop with but the a- hold you grade. back? You act like I, I was holding you back. That was 2013. That was putting you forward, if anything. It so made you the fine. oldest in the school and in, in the class. Loved it. Loved oh, it. you did end up loving Loved it. it. Yeah. Oh, did I hear Absolutely. the complaints when that happened? Years that was of complaints. That was it wasn't more. It was more than initial. It was brought up many, many, that was many middle, times. Middle school and elementary school. Yeah, but High it happened school, in first grade. That's a long time that I had to suffer the consequences of that decision, of which I knew it was a good one. I hated being the young guy. I hated. I was November, so I was the youngest in the school. Last one had my license. All that kind of stuff. So I'm happy that I made that. And now it sounds like you are thanking me. Is that right? Am I forcing a thank here? You're not forcing it. Oh, asking? <laughs> no, I said thank you. Uh, okay, good. I've said this before. All right, so you are appreciative that I made that decision and Fair. overruled your Solid mom on that move. one. Solid move. Okay. Long term. I know what it's like to be a guy. Not only that, you and I have a lot in common. And so when I see you, there's part here's what here's what goes on here's what I think the dynamic is. I think I see myself and think, oh my god, I don't want to go down that path. I have certain paths that there's no way I would want somebody that I love so much to go down that path. And I think you see it as, hey, I'm not that much like you. Like stop projecting kind of thing. Is that what is that kind of what the response is sometimes? When I think these things of how you're like me, you'll think of the differences, not the similarities. Mm. Is that your response? No. I believe when you get more mad, it's because you're seeing it over again. You're seeing almost a mirror like you did it before, yeah. and you're angry just like 
I mean, I would probably do the same thing. But if, the if, question if, is, if my kid did the very similar actions to lead him down a not so good path, I'd probably I'd get pissed. Right. But are you agreeing with me though that it is a similarity? Then that's what I'm wondering. What if you, is? Like if if there's something where you're going down a certain path, you know, let's say lying, okay, and or whatever it is that you say, oh, he's he's analyzing me because he's seeing himself. Is there a part of you that's going, no, that's not me, though? He's just looking at himself in the mirror, and he's projecting it onto me. Is there a part of that that happens where you're not in agreement? Um, that, very minuscule. Very minuscule. I think it uh, only a couple times that's happened. There's some things I'm like, wow, that's so off base. Like, that is not me. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's just so obscure. Like I ended up on base on some of these predictions. Very. Yeah, but uh, which you were hiding from but, me. But y- you know, I, I look at the, I, you like getting specific, and I, uh, and in a generalized way, you know, I, I try to look at the specifics, and you kind of generalize it as like, like, like you dissect the pattern almost that got me yeah. to this mistake or whatever if mm-hmm. I committed one, and I, I look at the specific. Uh, event or uh, right, and then end happening. up defending it, and then we get an argument about the, the specifics. Right, I've because told you this you before, see, but people, people who are p- people are listening don't know this, but you've heard it before. So in this interview, even we have to pretend that none of this has been said before between us because it's a whole new audience that are listening in on us. You see what I mean? Right. So if you go, oh, we talked about that before. <laughs> no, they haven't heard us talk about that before. I have had this difficulty my entire life, where I am more, I guess, pattern, as you called it, more pattern-oriented than specific-oriented. And when I bring up the specific, what I have found is that's where the argument happens with whoever I'm dealing with. Right. And they'll go, no, it didn't happen that way. And I'll go, no, 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 it's not about the specific. And I try to – Right. I even had this, uh, you know, with your mom. I've had this with many relationships that don't really work real well is because it's all about defending the specific and not talking about the general of where we're going with this. Right. So in general, where we're going with this is, where are our patterns similar? Where can I share my experience in getting over it? And do I do do I even bother with that? That's the other thing is it's very difficult for a parent to see it and to say, here's the decision I have to make allow you to go down that road and find out for yourself and risk injury, death, and everything else. Pain. Do I just allow that to happen and turn it over and let it go and to the universe? Or do I keep trying to share my experiences of here's, what, here's where you're headed in a general way, not a specific way? So which... If you were a parent, what would you do if you were me? Um, obviously, <laughs> nowhere close to being a parent. But if I were you, I would. Well, you said earlier, if you were me, you'd be pissed. Like, you, well, yeah. a specific example, you said you'd be pissed. Yeah. So in this general example, what do you think you would do if you were me? You've got this, this boy, your firstborn, you love him so much. You see him following patterns that you've had in your life that never worked for you. It actually led to I died once, hovered over my body, I've overdosed, jail, I mean, quite a few things. I've gone down that path. Right. Loss of relationships, loss of money. All of these things have happened to me. Pain, hospitals, okay, the works. So if I see anything that you're doing that seems like it's part of that pattern, do I let you go and go find out yourself like I did? Yeah, you know, I've definitely found these things out, and I love my life today. Yeah. Or do I keep on – I don't want to harp on things, though. And that's the thing is you used the word speech the other day. I've heard this speech, and then it just becomes a repetitive speech because you're not listening because you think yeah, it's a speech. I, well, I honestly, now that you say that, I would get more personal about your life. And when you're telling me to clean my clothes or, or – uh, you know, one of Let's the use that as an example, <laughs> a, spe- a specific example. Okay, I did tell you I that I come, had I had a pile. I have a picture of a pile of clothes in my room when I was exactly your age. Right. You said that, but I would honestly okay. get 
if you're trying to get your point across without any defense or me taking it the wrong way as in you're being aggro for no reason or whatever, I would honestly point out like how that affected your life and how being disorganized in college led you to blank or you took a misstep there because you had piles of clothes. You know and you can, I, you, in I, other words, I you can hear it yours. more. Not that you're going to do something about it, but you can hear it more. I, I wouldn't know because you don't really do that. Oh, do it all the time. Well, you 100%. said back when, you know what I'm saying? I would get more specific about what happened to you, right. how that affected you. In other words, that the, works better for you. Not that it works entirely. Not that it even works 50% of the time. I mean, it really It works better. It really has You can hear attempted. it. You have a more of an open. Of course I do. It's, it's what I almost always do, actually. Is I'll tell you these things. What I'm trying to say is, I think sometimes you'll find the differences. I've certainly shared my debaucherous past with you. Does this happen to you where you say, "But you made it. You're still alive." Does that ever go on in your head? About you? Yeah. Or about me? Not about me. You say that's what I'm talking about. You say, "Hey, you know, if you if you went through all these things and the, the drinks, the drugs, the robberies, all that kind of stuff." You made it. You're doing great, Dad. Do you ever think that to yourself? Yeah. You made it through. So yeah. let me go do the same thing and take the same pattern, take the same path, and get to where you are. Do you, do you, yeah, is that I, part I of your mean, thought process? Yeah, and it's up to me to take it or leave it. I mean, as long as you lay it all out for me, which you do constantly, 24-7. Yeah. You, you lay out the advice and the knowledge and wisdom that I need to carry on being 20 years old at your semi alma mater even that you know the similarities are very very um they're really close together Mm -hmm. so you know it's up to me to take it or leave it right and a lot of it is leaving it because you're thinking i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go down my path this is my path this isn't his path i mean this is really important stuff to find out now well, at least it is for me as a father, and there's a lot of fathers listening and mothers. And we have we have this bit of confusion within us. You want the best for your kid, and yet, you know, frankly, I have four children. And so I watch, I observe, obviously, each and every one of them. All are parented differently. And, you know, you do a lot of comparison. You go, oh, most are this way, most are that way. I would say... That resistance-wise, that word that even you resist the word resists and resist the word fear, you know, a lot of people do. I use it in a different way than most people think the word fear is about. With you, I watch the demeanor literally shift if you think you're being told what to do. Is that what happens to you? My demeanor or my actions? Everything. The whole thing. Your reaction to me saying something, no matter how it's couched, is not one of, hey, let's sit down, Dad. No, I think it's a lot of, here comes the speech, here comes the advice, as you called it. Here comes, uh, he's aggro, he's mad, he's, he's resentful of me. A lot of that goes, so there's a filter that I have to cut through. And instead of the immediate response being, Oh, I can hear you, you know, and that's pretty heavy for me, for you, mm-hmm. as my as one of the four children. That's a big difficulty for me. How would you handle it? Handle. How would you yeah. handle that gap in the receiving of what I told you? What my intention is. My intention is to support you, honor you. Um, share my wisdom with you so I think that you can live to your fullest potential, okay? Do you know that's the groundwork of everything? Yeah. And you are definitely aware of that. Even when you're mad, even when you are coming back at me, you do, at the end of the day, when you're alone and you're thinking about dad, is that the primary thought? Yeah, you have my back, 100%. I know that. You do? I do. So even when you're not speaking to me or, you know, often running around, not telling me, communicating with me, you still, when things are quiet, you're thinking that. I mean, there's certain things. Um, obviously, our relationship was uh, very, our relationship is very unique. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's been north and south countless times. 
you know, and uh, it's either amazing times or just real, real bad times. Mm -hmm. But all in all, being, I think the external, um, you know, being raised here in like the safest community in the, in the world other than November, you know, obviously (laughs) the shooting, but, uh, yeah. You know, where everyone's real coddled, helicopter parents, um, not rare if they get divorced, but divorces are really smooth uh, for the most part. You only hear about like 5% that are pretty rocky. Um, and and we would be in the 5%. We would be in the 5%, exactly. Right. So, you haven't, you have know, you it, had it, other friends the, that have dealt with contentious divorces like that? Um, Anybody n- you kind of said, hey, man, we're in the trenches together on this? not at the time i mean i was real young i was in first grade going through that and that's and there true was but no you went through it up until two years ago <laughs> <laughs> correct so yeah no there was really no one i could uh look to and say you didn't have a buddy in that department no but now i mean after high school's over and college is here and mm-hmm. meeting new people new friends and um kind of opening up to the ones that i you know, I was close to in high school, but now we're just on a different level just because we have so much time with each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, more of that ha- has helped me a lot. Um, but at the time, no, there, there was no yeah. one really with our situation. I mean, in this town, honestly, you hear a lot of uh, like swinging and cheating <laughs> stuff, but that's about <laughs> it. I mean, legal battles like ours, not really. But uh, yeah, or it was more custody. Yeah. 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 About stuff that like that. It yeah. just doesn't. Yeah, and it also it it's the style out here, you mm-hmm. know. Look, I I, I love look I, how much you've been able to teach me and impart to me when you had no father, mm-hmm. is incredible, mm-hmm. incredible, and I'll always always appreciate you for that. Uh huh. Because it gives me chills how much you've been able to take from your childhood. It's such a different background. I mean, I'm talking about how we're in a safe community. You're in North Philadelphia gang at eight years old, stealing stuff out of windows and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> and here I am playing t-ball, worried about vegan hot dogs. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's just so different. And you're trying, and this is new to you too. You've only lived here 10 years on and you haven't to the had year. The, you haven't had the poverty element either. No. Yeah. So, so we have two completely different lives, but we're very similar. Yeah. And I think that's sometimes very conflicting. Do you think we have similar moms? Um I have an a I have an assessment of that which you yeah. know of, but no one else knows that on I mean, listening. Yeah. Do you we, think we our do moms very... are similar the way they are towards us? No. You don't. I think they're similar people. But Oh, I know what you mean. Towards yeah. 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 us like raising kids, raising a son different. Yeah, that's it's true. very, very different. Yeah, but as people, very similar. What do you think the similarities are? Um, you know, it's my mom and my grandma. Not real. Uh, so, in other words, you don't want to share it now because you think the similarities are not good. <laughs> what you would assess as a good thing. Well, here's one for you. I think this what? is this says it all. Why do you think I'm not going to talk about it? Exactly because of that. <laughs> <laughs> because if both of them heard, they'd have the same reaction. They would they would uh, make it about they would not respond well to it. Right. Me talking about them. No matter what I say on this podcast, it's not going to be good. And I think that really says it all. Hmm. Even if it was a great thing. And yeah. I think that's how they're similar. They'd react similar to hearing my voice on your podcast talk about them. Hmm. And yeah. that's all I really want to say about that. But I mean, you know as well as I do that they uh they love to put on a not a show necessarily, but they like, love to have a good image. They right, they love their right. image for people they don't even know, mm-hmm. never will know, right. never will come across again. But as long yeah. as that image is set across to them, then they're happy. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's a big thing. All right, so we'll move on from that. I want to talk about, yeah, we can take this back to um, our relationship. And... You know, it's been that divorce has had to have had a huge effect on our relationship. Which areas do you think it had the most effect or damage? Trust. So you don't trust me based on my words ending up in court documents and legal documents and 
me putting them in the documents? Uh, You know, there's just certain stuff that I was subjected to that I know I only told you or only told mom or Mm -hmm. a friend or, or a family friend and, you know, and it ended up somewhere else in a negative light mm-hmm. when it wasn't supposed wasn't meant for that and my words were twisted i was a young kid i was mm-hmm. compromised didn't know any better right and uh the influence was just so heavy um and if this is a can i help you podcast how can you help people who are going through divorce how can you help them in uh, managing in a better way where the kids aren't affected as, as adverse, adversely as you are. I mean, number one thing I'd say, quote from my one of my favorite movies of all time, it's not your fault. It's from Goodwill Hunting, and it's the truth. And it you took that on. Truth. You took the divorce on as your fault, even Absolutely. though we would say a thousand times, um, you know, tens of thousands of times that it's not your fault. Yeah, but you it, still didn't believe it because no, there I didn't it was. Trust you guys. Right. I thought you were just saying that so I'd feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. Now that's, you, that's here you I are today. It. You're 20 years old. Do you think? Do you think either me or your mom think it's your fault? No, I think uh, even before I was a thought, that was a failed, <laughs> that was a failed <laughs> relationship, and it never should have went through. But mm-hmm. I'm happy it did because it brought me and Jared to life. Right. Um. But you know, I recently a, a real close family friend of mine uh, is going through a divorce, and they asked for advice. Uh, you know, two little boys and. I helped them out. Uh, apparently, I, I helped them out tremendously, and I was really happy to hear that. You're not that old that you have the friend with two little boys. You're talking about uh, a family friend, uh, you know, older, obviously. A family friend. Oh, family I see. Family friends divorced. Um, the father came to me, asked for advice, how to handle the initial stages, and I laid it out for him, and I was really pleased that I could help. Uh, an adult who's getting divorced comes adult. to you, not a fellow kid no, that went through the divorce and you shared you had never been subjected to divorce and kind of give us without obviously you don't have to be specific about who what kind of advice did you give to more this about person? the kids um how i think what really affected me in early stages uh even my performance academically uh social changes especially you know i i moved to a new community and a weekend you guys got divorced so <laughs> Uh, it's almost the stability factor. I, I said um, it leads to chaos I, and mayhem. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I also preached, you know, really leaving that animosity out of the tone, the eyes, mm-hmm. and being able to be in the same room as that person, uh, whether it's an ex-wife or an ex-husband, and also um, establishing a unit. Um, between both parents and saying, you know, we're in this together still. Nothing mm-hmm. has changed. The only thing that has changed, we live in different houses. Yeah. And that's the only thing kids at that age should know. Mm-hmm. I was I was seven years old. It started even earlier. And I, I wish I knew that. Right. I wish I knew that, that it wasn't a war, that it was, uh, It's know, really a shame. It's, you know, it's, it's, when, when it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pity yeah. that that's, can you uh, plug my, um, I yeah, just pulled this out by accident. Put my headphones here. It's on the chair. Oh, it's stuck to the chair. I love headphones, don't you, Justin? Yep. Because uh, you can you can hear the sound of your voice, which right now I can't because the headphones are unplugged. <laughs> so maybe my voice went off. Pick ah! up the chair. Hold there on. you go. Sorry, folks. Get all jammed up here. Oh, oh you tangled that guy. What's that? Why don't you talk to them while I'm doing this? Yeah, uh, go ahead. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> You good? Yeah, take over, Josh. No, it's literally jammed up in here. Jeez. You roll around in that? Yeah, yeah that, that's good. You plug that uh, back in. That. Yeah, that's perfect. Here, put that in there. Okay, we're good now. We're back. Sorry about that. So, we were just saying that. Uh, so in the Can I Help You podcast, your suggestion is to make sure that no matter what, you keep it friendly, keep it light. Honest is another one. You didn't say that one, but... Yeah, honesty, integrity. Um, but, you know, honestly, even if the divorce is ugly, 
you don't need to you don't need the kids to see that right so maybe honesty isn't the best thing and it just in that case um you just don't want to subject those kids to that right it's the biggest thing that shaped my life yeah being subjected to that nastiness and it really you know obviously you know the results it's i'm just getting back on my feet from uh you know i'm not gonna say back on my feet but I think you I, have post-traumatic stress well, st- stress syndrome from it. it. So yeah. I'm hoping that people that are going through a divorce or thinking about it can listen to this and understand that that children have no functionality. You have no way to function through this. Yeah. You don't have the skill set. Adults don't have the skill set. This is why there are murderers and crazy people. They don't have the skill set to cope. I mean, my, my brain for 10 years was like a little seesaw. With mm-hmm. the influence, it would go one way, the other way. Yeah. Sometimes it would stay on the other way for a while, and then for a week it'd go back one way and go back. You know, and it's just now being 20 years old, uh, a, a lot of confusion comes up because I lost a lot of key years mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. Uh, I, I I did not have original thoughts. Let me give you. Let me give you something to ponder. Is to let go of the language of lost. What? Lost what? Lost those key years. Let go of the language and think to yourself of what you gained. Oh, absolutely. Because I you really did, through adversity, we do grow. Yeah. And no kidding. But and I, if I you mean, might right have grown you might have grown up in this neighborhood that you were talking about in this surroundings and whether it's vegan hot dogs and so forth, those are just those are just like, you know, light stuff. The heavy stuff in this, you you were in the ghetto, if you will. You were in it. You're in a war zone. Right. So, instead of losing those years, you might have gained and became more worldly. And probably, I mean, do you find yourself more worldly than most kids your age? I do. I know you do a lot of comparing. I do. Do you find that to be the case of absolutely? And how does that manifest itself? How does it manifest itself? I mean, I mean, uh, how do you find so- yourself more worldly? I mean, I'd I'd say it's it's the little comments by people, like unequivocally, um, you know, if I meet them, and I don't really think it's a big deal, just because I'm I'm being me, um, you know, traveling with you, coming to all those states and going to on a Europe trip and and meeting people from different walks of life from both coasts. I'm really blessed that you and mom always, um, you know would set a precedent to take me back to your guys's home and see what that's like mm-hmm. and, and those families and meeting new friends you know one thing i do have down is that social stuff mm-hmm. all the social stuff i really have down and i feel like that made me wo- and you were around yeah. a, adults that treated you like an adult. Right. and we're talking about I mean, how children are different jared who's six years younger than you does well, not have that. He goes yeah. backstage and he just wants the snacks. Well, I mean, here, <laughs> well, you did too. You like the snacks as well. Well, I mean, instead but you were of meeting comedians and managers, and I remember one one uh, one of the doormen would take you over to uh, Dave and Buster's, Dave and Buster's, and you would right. uh, during my show, and, right. and and meanwhile, you know, that's a Saturday night. You know, I'm I'm nine years old, or <laughs> maybe I mean, honestly, younger than that. And most nine-year-olds are playing video games and stuff. Like that. And I'm at a comedy show with my pops, like meeting adults and conversating with them, and you know, take, that, 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 taking it all in. That like ended us, up in court too, though. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> so. it shouldn't have been. But, uh, well, I mean, I talked about it today. By the way, we were uh, we were laughing about something, which you I can laugh at these things now. Uh, a guy visited my office over here, and we had. A, business meeting he was talking about he has a really good divorce and his kids are very well balanced and he said that they are like almost on their own they're they're very grown but he said that his four-year-old he showed him ted (laughs) right and i just said so i always put myself in the shoes i go "I, i can't imagine the response if i showed you ted at four yeah. Which is one of your favorite movies. Love it. It is so funny. It is hilarious. So there is that, you know, part of me that goes, yeah, you know, he's a dude. You know, treat him like a dude. And that was a big thing I had with your mom is she's treating you in this kind of new agey world right. or or a very feminine world and the feelings. And I'm going, hey, let's watch a. And I got in big trouble for showing you. I can tell you now what my intention was. 
I showed you a video of a guy putting a a rocket in his yep. ass. Roman candle. The first week of the new house. First week. I'm uh, first grade. I we just moved to this community. Yeah. And then a month later, it ended up in court. So I had the intention of showing you not only to make you laugh with dad, and you know we pulled up this video. But to say, look at these idiots. Well, literally jackass. That's what jackass does. Yeah. Look at these idiots and don't you ever turn out like this. And this guy, so he sets the rocket off and he like burns his ass. It burns his balls. It's funny. He's pissed. It's unbelievably it's funny. hilarious. But it, I mean, it, I don't even care if that was the reason. I mean, it literally, it was just twisted out of way out of context. Well, then regardless. it got twisted by your mom and her family to be this was a sexual thing, and they called it anal penetration, and it was rape, and it was anal rape. Yeah, and I'm sure are, those YouTube content uh, comments are stacked with all that. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So, no. yeah, so that one was – so that's an example of how different the parenting is. But I think one of the lessons I learned is I have to accept her version of parenting. Right. And she has to accept mine. And this goes for every couple. You have to accept certain things and let things – you kind of have to let things go because, okay, now you're grown. Mm-hmm. And they were coming from a premise of, and they had a long list, by the way. It was a constant list that was being given, you know, her brothers and everything. You know, how dare you do that to him and expose him to this. So the answer is right now at 20, when you're not influenced, you're away at college. Were you affected by those things in an adverse way or were you affected in a good way? In in me exposing you to adults and adult humor and... Adult situations, obviously the rocket in the ass. I mean, that did that ruin you or did that affect you? Did you turn into anything you, you might have turned differently if you weren't exposed to those things? No. N- not. I mean, I think the only th- real thing that I that had an effect on me from being around that environment was me socially maturing. Uh, faster than my peers in elementary school. (laughs) And it definitely got me, you know, as well as I do, uh, the only times I ever got in trouble in the schoolyard were because of that, because uh, I would bring that humor that those kids had no idea. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I was talking. Were you you ever that guy that the parents wanted to keep away from the kid? um, I never knew you to be that guy, but we've all had them. Like, no. Were you that guy? No, I was because I wasn't a troublemaker. It would just be my mouth. Like, devilish. I, you were devilish. Yeah. I wouldn't even say. I, I was just doing the things that I was, you know. I, I thought I, I was probably to to long story short. I was probably four years more socially advanced than my peers. Mm-hmm. J- just as but by socially advanced in, though, you also mean inappropriate, more adult, adult themes. Well, I mean, my old YouTube channel. You can literally look at that. I, I was in, what, third grade doing those things, and you'd think it was a sixth grader knowing mm-hmm. how to, you know, ding-dong ditch and, like, <laughs> I, all those t- TPing in third grade. Like, no one does that. It's some, like, middle school stuff. Right. It, I, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, and especially in this community, everyone, it, it's a whole big, it's a bubble. P- you know, parents want to keep you sheltered. Mo- and, by and the way, most that. communities are this way. I know you don't think so, but most are similar in that parents these days are parenting in a way. Right. I don't want to be negative about it when I make the assessment, but it is much more of a, well, this is the topic I want to get to. It's it's controlly. Yes. You know, I want to control the environment to protect, but a lot of it wanders into, and this is where I have a difference with a lot of parents, including your mom. It's too much results oriented you're too much like i said did that affect you for the rest of your life because they think if they have control that they are making sure the messages are there for the rest of your life and you'll be able to use it and you'll have the discipline you'll have the you know whatever it is that they're trying to build but i think it's more of an organic thing and what you know what you respond to or is that's more of a of a systematic thing mm-hmm and that's one of the things that we we differ, but it's also one of the reasons I get along so well with you know your stepmom, right? So let's talk about that, stepmoms, step parents. Okay. Just uh, you just shook your head, and 
man, what was the shake? What were you going through? Uh, was that I? I just I didn't no, have a read on that. No, I didn't have a read it, on what that meant. It was just a, a weird transition. Was it? Yeah, I mean we weren't. Did really you want to stay on the other? Mm, no. Okay. But a uh, little forced transition. <laughs> it's a good topic though. For uh, oh, can so he's I help my you? producer. Can I help you? Well, can I help so you in the world of step parenting? Let's talk it. Let's talk about that. Now, there's a, an embarrassing moment in your life, which I find is one of the greatest moments of your life, and let's talk about that. Is it Hawaii? Yeah. I love that. Let's you now about. love that? Yeah. I mean, look at Oh, my back, God. When I mentioned that before, you were so well, angry. So maybe I, we'll I, talk about it. Let I, me just I'm gonna, describe I'm gonna it tell to you. The, I'm going to tell you exactly what, before you, you say it. Uh, what happened? Can I say that first, well, producer? Sure. <laughs> Okay, and I'm, and I'm gonna tell you why it doesn't phase me anymore, and why I really okay. don't get. Okay, great. We'll reacted. we'll get to the emotionality of it. So Mika was um, new and sudden to you. We're going through this contentious divorce, and then suddenly she comes along. And could I say how it came along? Me talking about the Japanese lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I. Uh, okay. I I, mean, I think that's. Go ahead. It's appropriate because when when you're young, you know, you don't really value time and. We just started the movie in Sherman Oaks. You were living in Sherman Oaks. Mom was all the way in Westlake, mm -hmm. and I was doing that commute. And you, you're not ever really alone, you know. Well, we you, were. You we always were, have. I was seven months separated at the time without anyone. Right. And then she came around but about seven months later. That time flew by because right that whole time I was being raised. 30 miles north. And also you were probably in a little denial and didn't know really what was up yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Well, I thought you were coming back. You were, Yeah, exactly. So that whole That's what I mean by I denial. It's like, oh, they're just they're just in a fight right now. And he went back to our old house and lives there. Yeah. And so, you were like visiting the old house, right. but you had this house that was newly established. Right. And then where did he go? And then you're thinking to yourself, you're in first grade, and you're going, oh, he's, he's coming back. Right. So that's your mindset. So before it really settled in, that you were divorced, then comes, you say to me, hey, I have a unique opportunity. Uh, I want to get you a Japanese teacher. And I'm like, uh, what? And you're well, like, also, you you thought it, you were like half Japanese, or people thought you were half Japanese uh, from your look. You had heard I, that I don't before. know how that's really relevant. Oh, okay. Um, I thought it was relevant but, because I thought you were told it so many times you had an interest in Japanese. I think... Definitely, I was not opposed to this at all. Right, right. I was, I was so game. Right, and I liked it. I, I can still count right now. Okay, <laughs> let me hear. Ichi ni san yo go. Whoa. Oh, uh, that's good. We're good. I, I, mean, I can yeah, do that. that. that, that was, I, I was impressed good. by three. You had me at three. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay. So anyway, you know, I have a Japanese teacher. I'm in first mm -hmm. grade, and I loved it. And then probably about two. What a month two after that she moves into the house and I'm like okay why is she why is my Japanese teacher <laughs> living in my basement <laughs> and uh, and then you tell me like uh, this is a very serious relationship I'm having now and uh, yeah so you know because, her as the Japanese teacher yeah and I know and you did not know that we were lovers no. And starting this relationship. And you also, and did you have a memory that we were friends before that? I mean, no, absolute not, not friends. Not even close. Oh, you don't remember those? Because no. you had hung out with whole, her a few times as no. friends. No. Okay. My, my whole thing. So, again, you're confused. You're a young child. You really don't know how to process this. Well, I, I think what went wrong, I mean, look, it's history. It's history. It's not you wrong. It's, it's right for people to hear it because they can learn from it. Right. So, if I, if I were you. I would have waited way longer to introduce Mika. Sure. Way longer. Right. Because the denial was still in play when she was introduced to me. So in other words. And she also right, moved in right, very fast. Right. She moved in real fast. Yeah. Real fast. Uh, so because she, I remember there was one day. She we, lived in a tree house. There was no way I was going <laughs> to go. There was no way I was taking a dump. I got gotcha. you. You know, look, look, with no running no, water. Not, not going to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay, so that I would be... I would have kind of hit it a little bit. What's that? I would have kind of hit it a little, you know. Oh, my God, I months. literally thought you were going sexual. I would have hit that. I would have hit that oh in the treehouse. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> 
Well, I know. You see, your generation has different terms. You, like, somebody well, just texted me. Term. I, I Steve Lawrence that. just texted, texted me. My old friend, he goes, let's hook up when I'm in California. And I'm going, well, you don't, no, no you don't talk like that. <laughs> so we have different terminology. And I know you use hit it a lot. But yeah. you say hid with a D. Yeah, with a D. Okay, hid, you would have hit it. And yeah, I so people can learn from that, and yeah. and I would uh, I would I learn mean, from that. Just, so just in give other the words, kid time because listen, right. uh, moving to a new community with new friends, uh, just being held back, you know, that was all of that it. Was a change. It's a lot of change you know, for and, a kid. I'm amazed. And, 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 I'm amazed you're you're, you're you were, this well adjusted. Right. Uh, <laughs> after after all this, after this parenting and y- uh, fiasco, you we haven't even mentioned your mom here. I know, <laughs> but it's like because that's a whole other energy. So you got two different energies coming at you. Then you have this stranger that's teaching uh, you Japanese, Japanese and suddenly language. she's. We did try to move her. In, she, she we did t- do the phony thing of that she lived in another room. Yeah. We did that for a little while, right? Or like the roommate. She's like she a roommate. Yeah, yeah. We tried that method, but then it was like. A month into it, I saw her clothes in your closet, oh, and I was like, oh, oh, no. Like, what is going oh, on? Oh, I'm getting all the confessions I now. Like, I, I didn't have, know that one. I know we have more than one closet. <laughs> we have a pretty big house. <laughs> so oh, I was like, what? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that whole, that whole like, 2005, 2006, I was just, like, so twisted. And, and what did I gravitate to at that time? Because I knew yours was kind of uncertain. You know, because I never really you gravitated saw you towards what you thought was stability, which with, was your mom and, and your mom energy distance and from my elementary sure, school and, and all the know, consistency my there. And, right. You know, so that's what I gravitated towards naturally. And you were always traveling. That's when you were at the peak of comedy. I mean, you were traveling. You had totally baked. You were a really busy guy at the time. And right. that's why it was cool that I could go to your shows with you, because that would that was, our, know, time that was our time to bond, right. going yeah. on car rides, going, you know, when you performed in New York, we went to the Baseball Hall of Fame. It was one of the coolest trips ever. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, like, stuff like that we've always done. But uh, Vegas, NASCAR. You know, I, I love NASCAR. My favorite movie was Cars, and Jeff Burton was in the front row listening oh, to my dad yeah. perform. We had, the, was, we had a lot of trips, which was lot, great. A ton. A ton. Yeah, you the, know, uh, but, like, the difficulty we for me during there. that period, though, was you know, dealing with – that that was not the way your big influencer. Um, let me just tell. I got to text somebody. <laughs> just this kind of stuff could happen during a podcast, or I could edit it, but I never do. Uh, let me tell. Fifteen more minutes. You and I. We could have a sequel. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's so much to talk about. We're After now six weeks. So let's let's try to keep it focused on step so parent. so she's not she's not the stepmom yet but there's a whole year that goes by and there's yeah. all this transition. So now I'm really getting a feel for what's going on. And you've got this there's already a you know uh, we all go towards the mom being right. I mean, I was raised with my mom telling me my dad was a this and that and the other mm-hmm. thing and I adopted those beliefs. And also so, so this must she be, didn't have anyone. You had someone. So yeah. automatically and you almost me, feel sorry it, for her. Yes, being okay. compassionate. Wow. Yeah. You know, I would I would see my mom raising, you know, a two year old and, and me like mm-hmm. all the way in Westlake Village when you're in Sherman Oaks mm-hmm. and I would obviously go towards that because oh, he's happy with his new life, his new girlfriend and Oh, his, and you're thinking there's career. not even room for you. Yeah, correct. Yeah, like so, look, he's so, already replaced us. Right. That's right. a standard thing, but it's a real thing. It, I mean that's it, a, that's real, a, but it all happened just so fast. It yeah. Was, it, Really, I mean, the early stages was all just timing, what right. really affected me the most. But, and uh, here I kept saying to myself during listen, that I'm, process, I just wanted you to not have, you know, that powerful influence that I'm a bad guy. I, I've i mentioned this before. That, uh, the reason Mika was able to come into my life and uh, as a friend before and then now my wife, is I just said the mantra, I just want them, I want whoever it is to see me for who I truly am, not what yeah. they dictate me to be. I also wanted that with you and really struggled to find that time together so you could just have that without the phone calls, without right. the he's of this, without the courts, without any of that powerful stuff. 
And that's why I think you probably do have post-traumatic stress syndrome from this and your brother as well, because you don't have the wherewithal to deal with that when you're that age. Well, it's almost like, and even right now, I mean, you said it best is I didn't really, I, I never thought of you as a bad person or bad intentions, because if I did, if I genuinely thought that, uh, I mean, you, you wouldn't see me. She would have got her way. And also I wouldn't have gone on those trips with you. We, we never had a gap of not seeing each other in my childhood. So, so right well, now we have it, some restraining orders. Do you remember that? Very and, small. Those were not those small were not for you. Long. That was not small for me. Uh, believe I, me, those were. <laughs> I have post-traumatic stress syndrome from it. But uh, yeah, but in my heart, I I knew that always in my heart. I would tell you right now if I really thought you were a bad guy right. at, at any point. In, in my heart, I knew that. But what what would happen? This would not be well. The end let's of let's get a little negative here. What happened then when you? would say that I did certain things that ended up the with courts and families coming after me and it was almost like you were you were colluding with this. Well, I'm going to tell you Now right in now, retrospect, was, I, how I are you with this? You. Yeah. I was rewarded number 1, number 2. You were rewarded it, by what? Attention, love by your mom. Yeah. And, and her family and my friends, family. Okay. Uh, like I'm doing the right thing. But so and, I and remember the second one time part you're, of you're, that that I never told you was yeah. me almost. Is this an exclusive you're telling me for the first time? I mean, it's not that big. Okay. All right. <laughs> it, it's just looking back on my process going through that. Mm -hmm. It was almost like saying bye to you was like saying goodbye to divorce because then one of you got their way. So it'd be over. Mm hmm. So by saying, yeah, go ahead, let's, uh, I don't care about seeing dad anymore. That, that's basically, it's not. It was like I, a it, relief. It's yeah. Because then I know then the fighting's over. If, if I pick one, then the fighting's over. Right. And I never but really But you never could you pick me because that's death. Well, I know cause I, the trust was never established. Yeah, but you couldn't pick me or else it would be almost like you'd perish. Well, I, I know it wouldn't end. Because there's much more powerful on, on that end on you must do what I want. You must be in this house. and You must be in this time and all that time and custody and all that stuff where that wasn't really coming from me, that that powerful of a of a message. Well, I also didn't know what you were about. Yeah, I kept going for more of the law of attraction type of thing than telling you who I was or telling you who she was or saying the way it should be. I tried to make it more of an attraction. I certainly slipped the other way, though, and ended up right. you know, uh, giving you information that I was interpreting. But So you, so at the end of the day, you would, like, uh, I remember one time you were wrestling and you had, like, grass marks on your back. You had no shirt on. You and Spencer Tyron outside Macaroni Grill. I remember this distinctly. No, it was actually Eric Triplett outside of uh, Bernice Bennett Park. No, that's another one. That's Seriously, that's another incident. You had another one where you had, it was from the grass, and it made marks, and you said, I whipped you. Yeah, and both times okay. have the same similar outcome. Similar outcome. It ends up in court. And have you, what have you done about that? I mean, there was mountains of those stories, okay? What have you ever done with that? You know, you're talking about the past and, you know, like kind of regretting past. Have you ever done anything to sort of clean that up? You know, because that was obviously, and it came from a child and all that. It's not like you have to clean it up and be an adult about it. But how are you with that in retrospect, knowing what the truth was? But you know, but knowing also what truth was adopted. My mom adopted it, my ex-wife, her family, and came after me thinking that this stuff was real thinking that those stories were real. And then, of course, your mom made up other stories. How are you with that today? What What do you do about that today? When that happened, I was a kid. I had the men mentality of a kid. Right. Didn't really think about that until now. This very moment when I asked yeah, you? Yeah, so thank you. Okay. So really, do you need uh, a time to take a breath right no. now to take this in? No. So how are you with that today of course we have uh, yeah we're kids and we and i have I, by the way justin i i think you know this about me well i am really in touch with my childhood and where so, i was so what at you're saying points. what you're saying right now is what i brought back to earlier was it's not your fault exactly and you made it seem like it was my fault when i did go along with those things because i did continue mm -hmm. the divorce and the trial and whatever the custody battle by 
by giving in, but it's it wasn't. You about gave me in to making, what she wanted you to do, right? Because right. when there was a rash on my back, it wouldn't be like, oh, what happened? It would be like, what happened? What did he and, do? And and then what did he do? Right, and you were convinced of that. And then I'd be like, oh, like he did just get mad at me, so I might as well just go along with it. And give her what she wants. Yeah. And she so said, both times you, we did have a verbal fight. I remember, I remember one time she said, this is about the time you went to da, 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 And she literally filled in every Isn't word it, for you. Justin. Isn't it? Yes. And those yeah. are the questions that were answered. By the way, very, very difficult to deal with adults who are looking at it from the other perspective. If you're in courts, you want to protect the child. So I understand everybody's, and even the families that were, were protecting you at the time. So today, where are you with that? I mean, is there any residue from that is there any hidden resentments from that is there anything you need to clean up with me anything you need to clean up with your mom or the family and you know we're still a fractured family obviously get along much better have your mom over for thanksgiving i've forgiven her and so on where are you today with that with what i'm still not emotionally where are you today with all of the mountains of lies that you and again we know you're a kid and we forgive all that and all that but but uh, but where are you with that today as far as that's a you, personal question i'm not going to answer oh publicly. really yeah really okay yeah. all right so back to the stepmom right tell the hawaii story that surprises me would you answer would you answer me that off the air um yes okay. absolutely cool but not on a podcast Got it. 80 people are going <laughs> to <I'm joking. laughs> oh you're worried about the people that the, the repercussions yeah, of family and things like that like who's listening? That, that's like twenty percent of it. It's gonna come, but they're gonna come back, and they're no. gonna go, "Why'd you do that?" He that, forced you no. to say that. You got that's the irony, by the way, is usually they like, say that I force these things out of you. No, it, it, and that's not forced. It's just my choice. Yeah, gotcha. I don't okay. Want to speak to so, random people about that? So the stepmom thing, and we have to conclude. We could make a sequel, but um. <laughs> so yeah, this is a beautiful moment. Yeah, you wanted to resist her, and I we certainly just heard why. And you wanted to not like her. We certainly know why. And completely understandable. But something happened that was, I guess, authentic. Where, And it could have much to do with who she is as a person. Mm-hmm. Is you wanted not to like her. That's for sure. We can establish that. I was told that. not to like her. That too. By my biggest... Uh, right. Influencer. Influence, yeah. So, um, and you both... You look half Japanese. She is half Japanese. You're both born on the same day. So all these things are sort of like, you know, almost fate-like. I'll tell the stories some other time about the naming the name, of the children. Yeah, the name's pretty crazy. But this was a big one that— uh, But even that I was in denial about. I, I never really, like, it never embraced. connected with my soul that, wow, this is incredible. It is. It's a crazy story. We yeah. have to tell it at but some anyway, point. Sorry. Yeah, so—and this is a story that is— um, it warms my heart because it was almost like this was the moment where I saw a light. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a light during these first few years. I did not see a light because I saw so much darkness. And I had to deal with the darkness on a daily basis, mm-hmm. both financially, emotionally, spiritually. It was really rough. And, uh, you know, you see lies about yourself on paper and then other people attacking you and just courts and police and all the stuff that I don't, as you know, I do not respond well to it. I actually have a, an aversion to lawyers, people of authority even. Um, not my thing. And it was tough. So, but this was the one where it shifted for It started the shift and it's, it is where it is today. So we get married on the beach in Hawaii. And I didn't know that this happened, by the way. I did know that you and I went shopping and we found an oyster in one of those little well, shops. we uh, got it out of the oyster. Right, Picked yeah. I always wonder if they, like, put them in there. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, it like, how do they know that every one of them has, an oy- has, a, has a pearl in it? So we do that. You pick the oyster and you found this beautiful pearl inside the oyster. And then that was it. I just thought, oh, you got, I got you another gift. I used to do that, too. Is I'd make sure that I wanted to get you autographs and gifts. I just wanted you to, you know, have this bonding with me. And at times I wandered over into the almost bribery. I just wanted it to be fixed. I knew that we could have something good. I knew at the end of the day 
that this would turn into what I would want it to be. And that's just you and I connecting without all the other disturbances that enter into it. Just you and me connecting Mm -hmm. like we are right now. There's nobody else here. Mm -hmm. At some point there will be. They'll be listening. And you took Mika, apparently, away from me. (laughs) You took her down to the beach. And she says, no, no, I have to go in the reception. This is right after I do. No, 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 no. And and you took her down there, and you got on one knee, 10 years old, and you said, will you be my stepmom? And you proposed to her. Mm-hmm. And she told me afterwards, way after, might have been days after, she goes, I cried more than that, <laughs> that I did. You marry me. I, said, I got upstaged by my 10-year-old son. Mm-hmm. And that right there, that whole trip was, it was just filled with so much happiness, love, and light. And we went, you went snorkeling for the first time, got over a big fear. I'll never forget that I either. Mean, my mind was just so at ease. And so it was almost just through the clouds. Like the clouds kind of went away and I was just me. I wasn't compromised. You were six or, hours away from I wasn't your mom. compromised or influenced. Right. I was literally just being me. And that's what I knew to do. I knew that I, you know, missed out on forming a really great relationship with my stepmom and I said to myself at the time I was like this is the right thing to do and I know that you know it was more I, I, I knew I when yeah. I also knew that like my dad finally found the one and I'm so happy for him and I want this to be the one for him for the rest of his life mm. and her life and I never I, heard that before yeah I mean I've heard that kind of shocks me before. no that one shocks me a little bit what? a little bit that she was that you had that feeling uh, yeah, that she's the one. I did. I always have. I, I just I've always been stoked on it. Like, well, internally. not always at first. Obviously, I said internally. About I said internally. Yeah. Okay. Which which you wouldn't know because it's internal. Yeah. Wow. So I've always been really pleased with that. You had an instinct, selection, an intuition <laughs> that she's the one. Yeah. And this is really and good. It's a it's I, a good and thing. And I want her to. Yeah. And you t- and life, you two look you two ended up with a, a really really cool relationship that I'm proud of actually and well, I'm always yeah. proud of her the way she conducts herself the way she even helped dealt with the divorce she was right in the middle of it yeah and um, so Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna conclude I'm gonna conclude it uh, by saying this is what comes up for me when you when you said that if we are in turmoil and chaos we need an escape. Because the escape isn't to just some unknown destination to get away from that. It's actually to get inside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest moves I ever made was moving 3,000 miles away from the influence. Right. You know, the, the paternal, maternal influences, the peers' influence. And I know that you're dealing with this right now. You went away to college. It gives you a chance for reflection. It gives you a chance to grow because that's where the real growth takes place. So you're telling me that here you are in Hawaii, you're six hours away, you know your mom's not right around the corner. Wait, basically it's because, it's, you know, so the time zones are different. Uh, you know, it's it's not as easy to get in touch with you. She's going to lighten up because it's a wedding. And I remember even metaphorically we went into the water together, which I will never forget. We went uh, snorkeling, and I remember you coming. You're 10 years old, and you were so proud of yourself. You're you just came up. I can't believe it's unbelievable. And you were so thrilled. There was nothing going through your mind at the time. There was no stress. There was none of these old thoughts. It was just you, nature, your dad, simplicity. As you just said, the clouds parted and you were able to be you for the first time, probably. And that's what I would encourage people to do is you go find your own space in this universe find out what it is quiet it up uh remove some of these distractions remove some of the these powers that want to you know gain control over us you know one of the big moves i ever made was not watching the news as much i mean these are people that truly do not that they are doing anything wrong or bad but they truly do want you to act a certain way and behave a certain way and get in line a certain way, the way they want it. And by the way, they, the way they want it mathematically has never proven out to be. They just keep on trying it, the equation, equation over and over again. So I think that's what we can, uh, how we can conclude this is say, 
find yourself. And I think you have, Justin. You found yourself through this process and through this journey. And would you say that going away to college has much to do with this this next step of growth? One thousand percent. Thousand percent. I mean, it's just it's opened up yeah. many parts of my brain that I didn't know existed. There's your answer, folks. Get away from your dad, just like he did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Justin. I love you. And uh, hope you enjoyed our podcast. Laughterheals.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support. It's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws and raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter, working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, wounded warriors, cancer patients, rehabs. Well, just about everybody needs laughter, and we're here to spread it around. It is the best medicine, so just open up and say, ha ha. This episode was brought to you by LaughterHeals.org. How was that for my announcery, advertisee, promotion voice? LaughterHeals.org. Thank you.